welcome to Mediums in Action again, and my name's Martin Jeffrey, and I'm joined by... Ian Doherty, welcome. So today I think we're going to have a chat about ghosts, uh, since most people know us from ghost hunting, or having experiences with us. I think we'll start from right at the beginning, where if we talk about what do you think people are expecting from a ghost hunt? Do you think it's changed over the last few um, years? I do feel so. When you had that famous TV programme, then the expectation was absolutely through the roof. People wanted things to happen all of the time, and it just seems here, when you undergo or choose to pass in a ghost investigation, then it's sort of coming over there and, you know, wanting things to happen. People want to be scared, and I do feel some people, they had, or they have had, paranormal experiences they've seen a ghost they've seen a spirit at a young age and they want to make sure well is it true if it is a bugger and if it isn't then perhaps i just made it up and it was just it's just not right so there's a lot of stuff there that goes on but i do feel though there's more people at this time particularly those who've been on say 15 or 20 then they want something better to happen you know they want a door to be took so, off so there's, there's a progression there is yes. when they attend so Let's say the first one, they might hear some knocks and bangs or, or a flash of light. You, you think it progresses where they expect yeah. it to get bigger and bigger and better? Exactly, they want, they want more. I suppose it's a type of a euphoria whereby they've got the buzz and they want it more. You, you like yeah. when you go training, you get the buzz, you want to train harder. I started doing about four or five years ago where... I wanted to put people into categories. Yeah. And this was on a witness level, so it wasn't just ghost hunting, it was like a witness level. What I wanted to do was say, right, how does that witness follow a particular psych uh, psychological path? Yeah. And I kind of semi-broke it down and and then I threw it away, actually. But what I did was, is, is firstly, there was one which was just the general ghost hunter. Yeah. Turned up open-minded, willing to get involved, didn't know what what was going to happen. So that's those. And then I did something what I nicknamed the Pilgrim. And this was somebody who was surrounded by people who believed in ghosts, probably a family member, a wife or something, uh, or friends who believed in ghosts, but they didn't. Yeah. And halfway through the ghost hunt, they would suddenly say, oh my God, I've had all this massive experience, I've had all this, I now believe in ghosts, I've... I've suddenly become a, a big believer. Yeah. I mean, have you seen people like that? I yourself? have done, yeah. Um, particularly noted with um, sceptics. Who's at one uh, one one location I was at, uh, we're in this um, cellar, and there was the mother, daughter, and sister, and a gentleman who would be the father, son-in-law. And he was very, very sceptical. He was open-minded, though, bless him. Oh, no, this doesn't work. I've had, I've had nothing. I've had nothing. Then his wife got prodded in the back and she screamed. And then all of a sudden he says, no, it can't happen. Then he got prodded. And at this time, there were a group of four people all holding hands like in a mini circle to discount anybody trickery. And he looked at me and he was like a, he was like a rabbit in the searchlights, you know, the, the car lights. And he sort of looked at me, it happened again, and he had a different experience going on that same night. And he's looking around and says, I can't explain it. It's definitely nothing there. There was nobody near me. And he tried to rule out absolutely everything. Yeah. And then he looked at me and says, there must be something here. For me to feel that, there must be something. So, yes, I've, I've, I've experienced that. I think my favourite pilgrim attendee as such, uh, and the reason why I use pilgrim is that they're on a journey to actually experience something. Yeah. I, I feel that even the mi most minor activity yes. would seem like a big thing to them. Probably the best thing that I've ever seen was a guy who turned up from Aberdeen and he came along with a friend, didn't believe in it, and all night he was kind of really derogatory to what we were doing. Yeah. 
and he was sat in the galleries of justice in the in the chapel when he he sat there and i've seen the video footage and it was taken by one of our attendees the camera sweeps across and he's about eight foot away from a, a cross that was uh, put into the chapel and as the camera sweeps across and then sweeps back smack the cross has hit him on his forehead there's quite a lot of swearing in there <laughs> and then he he kind of stands up and he starts saying oh how could have that happened how did that happen and we came down and we got talking to him and we we were trying to rule it out and 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 definitely we're, mm. we're talking spirit activity we're talking a poltergeist or so whatever you want to call it through that cross and it hit him smack on the forehead yeah. the thing is that that was his big experience and it would have been a big experience for anyone Granted. but the next event the next month he booked himself on it again and he thought it was going to happen again. Yeah, yeah. And then he went away disappointed because the night was completely different. That's it with venues, isn't it? You can't kind of say, no, no, you can't. this is going to happen this week. No, it's a lot down to the to the guests on the uh, thingy because you can have some people who were all open. And as you were said, the smallest thing, a little shuffle, maybe something from outside or a piece of plastic over the uh, air vent that rustles. And straight away, it's the most massive thing. But can have other have other times where it goes the other way, where something big happens, a mannequin getting thrown on the floor out of a room, and people think, oh, is that it? So it goes from different levels. Expectation again. Well, as I said before, I kind of tried to segment people into different pigeonholes as such, and I, and I was probably wrong in doing that. But the, another aspect was those who were determined that something was going to happen and that they were going to believe it. Yeah. And again, I've got to go to Galleries of Justice, sat in the same chapel that I was talking before. I had a group of six or seven people with me, a nice mix of men and women, very, very clearly heard two floors up. Uh, we heard the night cell screech open, and I recognised it straight away that it was the hinges, the squeaky yeah. hinges yeah. of the night cell. Straight away, the attendees, because they weren't used to that sound, they said, it's a woman crying. And I said, no, it's not. It's the, it's the hinges from the night cell. No, 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 it's definitely a woman crying. No, 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 it's definitely not. What happened is over half an hour, these people who were kind of, you know, determined that they were going to experience something. Yeah. The cry turned into a woman. It turned into a woman who was looking for her child. Uh, it was a woman who was locked up and was really upset to be still haunting that area. This massive story blossomed and bloomed. When I took them upstairs and I showed them uh, the night cell door and the squeaking, mm. they said, no, it was a different sound. And I said, no, it wasn't. It was definitely that sound. No, it wasn't. And they were determined and browbeat at me, actually, yeah. and said, no, it was a different sound. She was definitely shouting out, shouting out, Louise, Louise, when actually it was just a door squeaking. Yeah. And they were not deter They were determined to have their experience. And, and I, I couldn't. I couldn't swing them round to actually no, you've not had an experience. It's this, unfortunately. Yeah. I know that the that thing. There's a lot to rule out, isn't it? It's it's a shame. In one sense, you know that you're ruining it. Well, not ruining, being honest and saying no, it's this. But on the other side, you have a lot of guests where you say, well, actually, uh, this is caused by, and you're talking through it, you're working through it, you reproduce a photograph with all those things in the same way, and they're actually pleased. Thank you for taking the time, you know. So I do feel, like, like I say, I, I love that term, pilgrims, mm. because at the end of the day, you know, you can have, the, have it the other way around, where, whereby people are very adamant, no, it's not going to work, no, it's not going to work, it's rubbish, no, it's not going to work. And that can have just as just as detrimental out, outcome and, of course, investigation as well. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And I, and I think it's, it's not about people being open-minded so much that they believe everything. Mm. 
it's about being open-minded to the possibility that paranormal activity could yes. uh, could happen. Uh, a good example is when I went to St. Breville's Castle in Gloucestershire, and we had a group there. Again, they were quite disruptive, but we came into a particular room, and when we looked up, there was a skylight, and there was a black figure in what looked like a monk's costume, or it definitely wasn't a person, because you can't get access to this particular roof. And it was leaning over, looking at us, in this black habit. Myself, another host, and three or four other people saw it. We all went, wow, look at that, you know, look at this, it's, yeah. it's a real ghost. Everybody else said, no, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. No, 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 nothing, nothing happened. But yet it was physically yeah. there. Yeah. It physically moved away. They were determined. And, and the rest of the night was pretty much like that. We heard footsteps. We had like a manifestation near the uh, fireplace. And again, all the people who earlier saw the Black Monk or whatever it was, recognised that there was other activity happening. The other people, no, I've not seen anything. No, I've not heard anything. Yeah. Oh, it's quiet here. It's dead. And and that's another type of person you get attending a ghost hunt or, or investigation where nothing's good enough nothing's good enough yeah it, it's got to be in your face it's got to be evidence it's got to be a full manifestation walk up to you and say hi my name's john sullivan and i'm from 1945 yeah so it, it's it's strange how a dynamic like that of those four kinds yeah. of people yeah. can make or break a ghost hunt yeah it is and you, and you see it where people said oh it's been very very quiet but they've still enjoyed it you know and then other people are thinking well i'm not coming back here again because i was too scared there's many a time when i'm sure both of us have seen the reaction of somebody who will not go in a room i don't want to go in there no please don't make me don't make me mm. you know whether they're and they're seeing or sensing things there's a lot of very very real dynamics there's some very real you know and i was i did some some work with a gentleman in alton towers when we were able to go there and he said oh this is rubbish now it doesn't exist well how about you go and step out into that corridor there then why me i said well according to you there's nothing here there's nothing to, nothing to be worried about go and go and stand in the in, in the corridor there oh i said and so of course his friends were saying come on he's got a fair point so the gentleman there you know he braved it he stood there what am i supposed to be doing i said well just see what happens if you hear anything uh all that type of thing and i do feel he lasted less than three minutes he come running back in the in the room we could all see him but in shadow so he must have been what 15 foot away and he come in the room and he was screaming i said what's i said what's up mate can i uh, can i help you he says i heard footsteps there's somebody down there somebody walked out of this room and everybody's saying nobody's moved no no there definitely was and he's trying to rule it out so it's not real because if it was real then all his pre-con preconceptions are invalid you know? that's it he's, he's gone to that event and he's determined to say to people that he's not going to have an experience that he doesn't believe in this yeah and therefore when it does happen it's nonsense or it's rubbish you do they try to rule it out if you ever do attend a ghost hunt or do uh, attend an investigation look at the group dynamic and how that can change and, and how possibly splitting up the group could actually work uh, in your investigations yeah, yeah. as well because and, and we're not just talking about public ghost hunts we're also talking about if you're doing a investigation of your own your own paranormal investigation where you've got a few friends around or people that you know on the internet you go to a venue and you know if something's not working or whatever try splitting up the group into a different dynamic and see how that helps that doesn't mean put all the believers in the same group or the skeptics 
mix them up and see how what people's beliefs are and expectations and sometimes that can really change change how the night pans out so should we talk about what isn't a ghost uh raindrops you know when you come to a uh, into a haunted uh, place um some of them are run down you know castles and that type of thing if it's been raining then there's places that are just outside of reach behind a wall that we don't have access to where there's a drain pipe and of course you get this drop 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 or if it's a little bit more running water you know um, and then people tend to think of running water it gives whispers the wind going through holes it gives whispers and it sounds like talking but rain no the raindrops falling down they all say it sounds like footsteps when in all essence if you arrive at a place it's been raining or is raining then you've got to rule out it is raindrops through gutterings yeah you're right about uh, raindrops the similar sound can also be heard with radiators where we go to certain venues conference facilities or yha or something like that and they all have radiators and you'll be surprised at how three four hours down the line once the radiators have been switched off that they are still contracting and making those little taps and bangs and noises and there's several stories out in the industry where mediums have been caught out, mm. sat talking to a knock. Come on, can you knock again? Tap, tap. And uh, and actually, it's the uh, radiator that they're sat next to. And that's about, I suppose, again, when you look at what is not a ghost, is looking at your environment around you, looking for yeah. drain pipes, looking for radiators, being sensible. Something else that uh, you should watch out for is... Uh, there was one uh, in, in, again, the Gallery of Justice where... There was a very low, it's a floor level vent um, that was covered in plastic. And we kept on hearing this and people thinking, oh, it's spirit talking to us. And I said, no, come on, folks, we've got to have a, have a look around. It took us about 15 minutes, but we found out mm-hmm. it was quite literally a piece of plastic that was loose blown over there. And the obvious one that comes across is when it's two o'clock in the morning, you're normally fast asleep. Because you're awake, you're hungry, and your belly gives it rumble, rumble, gurgle, gurgle, and people think, oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? And it's people's bellies. Uh, how know? many times I've been on events, and um, and suddenly about one or two o'clock, there's a little rumble, and then what, another one starts to rumble, and um, it's amazing the amount of sound that one belly can trigger off everybody else. Yeah. Uh, I always remember at Tutbury Castle, sat in Tutbury Castle, and we heard kind of a thuds and, and, and we sat there and thinking what's that and, and, and I said can anybody hear those knocks no no can't hear them I said well that was definite I heard it and it was coming from the door is, is the door being knocked on and then the woman said sheepishly as she was sat in front she said actually it's my baby kicking and she was actually pregnant and I hadn't told yeah. us ah. and the baby was kicking inside her belly and it was echoing so much. Well, yeah, because it's all it, quiet otherwise, isn't it? Yeah, it was quiet and it just boom, boom, boom. And and we heard it so clearly. Wow. Now, normally we don't obviously have pregnant people on um, on, a, on events or investigations, but it's, it's fascinating that not only the belly sometimes makes noises yeah. like that, but... Um, I mean, I've never heard of that, but if that okay. would be... You, would, you wouldn't immediately think of it, would you? You imagine if a pregnant woman and her husband or family are sat in a quiet room and they heard yeah. the taps and bangs, it. it could yeah. be misconstrued what it yeah. is. And it's purely because it was absolute silence and I was questioning what it was, then the woman admitted what what, yeah. what it actually was. Yeah. Another thing that's not ghost, and we don't get that as much as we have done in the early time of, of uh, ghost hunting, 
you always get that one person uh, who makes a noise trying to test the medium um, whether it's clicking the fingers behind the behind the back or clicking with the tongue or stamping their foot on the floor and then waiting for the medium to say oh yeah there's a man over there i've seen him he's dressed in armor or he's a 16th century doing so and so and it's, it's a feeling with it isn't it martin it doesn't quite feel right you think this isn't spirit you know it seems blank doesn't it or hollow i think it's the experience i, I think having the experience of going into different multiple venues yeah. and working with different people that when somebody does fake something it doesn't feel right it you doesn't, kind of think it? You, you kind of it actually stops you and i'm sure you've felt this yeah. where it, you hear something so let's say somebody's thrown something and you think that's not right no it doesn't have the feeling your spirit is it's like opening a book where you've got the sound the pop-ups i mean you get this it's just flat it just doesn't it's like a, it's like 2d and 3d where yes. when it happens with spirit yeah it's done in such an unusual and expected way. It's it sounds different when somebody's faked it, thrown a coin mm. or or tap stamp the foot, and you say who who made that noise? No, no, I didn't make that noise. But you know, you kind of know. And then when it happens again and it comes from the same direction, yeah, that's when you you it's have question, to. You? Well, you have to be diplomatic, don't you? You kind of have to move that particular person to a particular way. But I, as I've always felt that if anybody comes along and fakes anything. They're lying to themselves. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because surely if you come on to a ghost hunt or an investigation, you're there to try and experience something or not experience something, depending on what your beliefs are. Yeah. Surely you want to work, work that out. What is the point in doing that? Mainly from my point of view, it's always been a boyfriend or a husband who's yes. done it. Yeah, yeah, it is. I've never seen... Well, only once have I known it's been a woman. I'd but, agree with you there. Because yeah. it, to me, it's almost like they are either trying to pr play a prank or feel superior to the woman. Yeah. Because she holds these particular beliefs... So they then try to scare her or or, or, or prank yeah. her, and and, yeah. and, it, and it's a to me it's a power thing rather yeah. than anything else, and it's a power thing over the group that ha ha the group believe it that's it or yeah. or, or, or want to believe it, and actually it's me messing around with a stone or, or whatever. Yeah. So um, the way I got the way I get around that is I always ask the person in the area, oh who stood there please, and they give me say three or four names and I uh, recall them if it happens again I mention who I think it is by name oh is that in the same area as your stood and then it stops then very very quick quickly you can stamp yeah. out any any fraudulence yeah another one I'd like to talk about Matt here this has happened twice now and again it is not a ghost it's happened to I've only seen it happen to two gentlemen one was at the galleries of justice and one was at Strelly Hall in uh, Nottingham, Nottingham yeah, yeah. And the one in Strelly Hall is perhaps more to more um, poignant. There was there was a room down in the uh, cellar, and there must have been about fourteen of us there. And there was eight blokes, uh, and the rest were uh, women, obviously. And uh, it just comes comes over that these eight blokes is there was a couple of them, and I'm sure they were the forwards for Northampton or something. They were huge, and uh, one of the gentlemen was really really scared. Somebody made a bit of a joke. We all started laughing, and then we had a, a massive you know a stone sort of like a quarter of a house brick size land on the floor or land on this chair rather and this gentleman thought oh i'm going to be hurt i'm going to be hurt and there was two whelps you know like a, somebody doing a scratch down your face where you got the two lines yeah that that happened he said ow straight away it feels hot we put the lights on no torches rather and we had a look and there was i think everybody including me we uh, took a photograph and yet 45 minutes later there was nothing there i was thinking or my lines of thought in this and maybe you can 
uh, shed a bit of light on this Martin was it's psychosomatic he is thinking I'm going to be hurt so his mind made it happen through uh, the subconscious thoughts do you think yeah absolutely I, I, there, there's been times where thing people have experienced something and, and they think something's happening there's a, a very good video online and it's called the false hand syndrome where we think something is happening to our body and our, and our body actually takes it on and very similar to what's happened with the whelps on, on the face that gentleman believed that he was scratched and then his body creates the symptoms I, I was sat in a haunted venue I believed that my leather jacket was around my neck uh, sitting on my shoulders and around my neck when suddenly I felt something behind me and it felt like I was being pulled up by my jacket and I and I reached behind me and I could feel that actually my jacket had been pulled it was behind me and it was pulled backwards and I thought wow do you know this is amazing somebody said well I filmed it and actually when I looked at the film uh, looked at the video I could see actually what had happened I'd actually sat down and as I sat down my leather jacket came up so my jacket was actually pre-pulled it was actually up in the air and as it slowly fell, fell, uh, fell backwards, it then felt like I was being pulled back. Yeah, yeah. And but the presumption was, because my body believed that that was the position of my neck, that uh, position of my collar on my leather jacket, that when it was pulled, felt like it was being pulled up, it hadn't. It was mm. just that I yeah. was not... It's a similar way that our body will believe what our body's experiencing and then change it. And, the, and I think that's the same thing with the whelps. Yeah, I think so. Is he believed he was scratched by something mysterious, so therefore his body creates it. He cre he's created his own, yeah, his, and, his own yeah. consciousness. And well, and once we were on a break and he's obviously feeling safe with his friends, it was gone. You know? Well, we had a similar situation at Tutbury where this was really early. This must have been 2001 or 2002, and, and there was an ex-Marine, or claimed to be an ex-Marine, and he was stood on a stairwell at Tutbury and suddenly we heard a slap and on his face was mm. a red mark of a hand. Again, after five minutes it had disappeared. Now if you'd have done that normally, that redness would, would have, have been, been there, there for, for a long while. time. Yeah. And, and especially the sound. So it gave me two ideas. Number one, the sound of the slap could have been something else. Yeah. He he misinterpreted it as being a slap of himself and then created the well the redness on the on the cheek yeah. and and all that would have been it was just blood cells going to the cheek wouldn't it yeah yeah it, it is it's the reason there where you slightly i wouldn't say damage it's the your skin that you're sort of the underlying cretaceous skin you know which is obviously in, on your face it's very very narrow where right. other ones you know obviously you have midriff it goes further right. so it could be that and it and it retains that form it's like a memory mattress for a very short period of time and then goes so That's, i mean it kind of explains that why it disappeared so quickly if it yeah. was something that was psychological yes was because your body is suddenly realizing what the situation is that yeah. you haven't yeah. been physically attacked and actually it's mentally and it, and it kind of brings me on to the next thing that people always get is is twitches because you are in a what you believe a unusual or paranormal yeah, area. Exactly. Yeah. You automatically believe things like muscle twitches to be somebody tapping you, or again, I use as an example of a lady who during a ghost hunt, her little finger was twitching. Now, normally you would just think that's a twitch; it'll go after after thirty seconds or a minute, and that's it. But no, because she was in these uh, this sort of situation she believed that a little girl was holding her little finger and pulling it and there is footage out there of this experience 
where she stood there and quite clearly her finger is just doing nothing but twitching. Yeah. But because she's in this kind of scenario, it becomes something else. It's like the uh, the door closing scenario where the door sounded unusual. They're in a paranormal situation. They believe it's paranormal. They don't believe it's something rational. Yeah. Um, so twitching, your muscle twitches, especially the tapping on the back. Once you've ruled out that it's not a twitch, then you can maybe say it's something paranormal. Yeah. But usually your shoulders and, and the middle of your back will feel twitching muscles and it'll feel like somebody's tapping you on your back. Yeah, it is. I mean, like, you know, when you mentioned door knocking, um, when it is, but it, it's a, you know, it's solid, it's loud and everybody hears it. It's not know? It's not a faint click or a little, no. a little tap, which could be wood settling. Remember that time in Tutbury Castle, not Tutbury, uh, um, or where's the Tamworth. place? Tamworth Castle. Tamworth. Where we had somebody watching the door from the outside and we were all inside and the handle kept on being moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Well, Tamworth yeah. was a great venue. I mean, we, there was that time when something shouted my name and it was... Yes, Martin. A very, very bizarre venue. Yeah. Very bizarre. I think, was it, you uh, made a uh, recording, didn't you? And then over it, it's Martin. Yeah, it's a great venue. Tamworth's uh, definitely well worth visiting. What else do you think is not a ghost? What do you, what do you kind of rule out when you're doing... Well, it's the it's the very natural thing. I always say to people before we put the lights out or before we put torches out, have a look around. There's lights, you know. You get the the flashing of the red red flashing light, you know, yeah. that you get break glass type of light. Yeah, and yeah. people will see it. Oh, I never noticed that before. People's watches and the luminescent watch. Oh my God, there's a light there. Oh no, help! And it's somebody's watch. There's little things there. The motion sensors, and of course you uh, you would get these. There's um, there's one in. Peterborough Museum in the cellar and every 38 minutes I think it is it just goes and lets out a smell and it's that puff noise that it's oh somebody spoke yeah, so yeah, there's yeah. little things that uh, most of the stuff that is not ghosts is man-made or psychological we think it is because we are pre-positioning ourselves with our expectation we're in a haunted place therefore there must be ghosts and spirit walking around and we're going to see them and interact with them in a very long way I think essentially it's about a good observation that yes. you're doing a ghost hunt in uh, a place with floorboards. They're going to creak long after you've walked through that room. Yes. If you're sat in that room, you will vibrate. You know, you're breathing all the time. You are moving those floorboards. It's about observation, constantly being aware of your environment. I always say ghost hunting is actually environmental monitoring. Yes. Whether you're using equipment or whether you're using just an observation, which essentially ghost hunting was up till around 20 years ago. It was a quiet observational activity that you would do by yourself. There might be other people in the room, but you would not be talking to them. Because effectively, when you are talking to somebody else, you are tainting the picture that's happening. If I'm sat in a room with Ian and I wrote down feeling cold, feel that uh, there's more uh, that the temperature's dropping and I put a list of symptoms or feelings that I'm getting in there and then an hour later we compare notes. It's far more evidential than us saying, Ian, are you feeling cold? Because straight away Ian's going to check himself and say, yeah, yes, I'm feeling cold. Is, then I must be. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's where, in a way, modern day ghost hunting does fall down because you are talking to each other. But that's the nature of the event it is a it is a, an event it is not a serious scientific experiment that you would do with a ghost with a ghost club or, or something like that
just done what is a go what is not a ghost do you want to tell everybody about your experience at galleries of justice yeah galleries of justice is probably one of two places where i felt very uneasy you know i don't i don't bother doing the paranormal i've been through all the i was scared as a kid and now i fascinate i want to know why i'm not the type of medium who believes in in evil entities and stuff you know not to say they're not there just that's not my uh, repertoire you know and I'd, it was coming to a year break, so I thought, right, I'd better go and get make sure all the uh, groups, because there was three at that time, I'll go and make sure all the groups know it's break time and how to get back to the to the room where the cups and coffees are. So I was going down and working my way back down to the um, cellar and the chapel at the bottom of the um, venue. And, and my uh, guide said to me, he said, Ian, they're all gone, there's nobody there. So I thought, so I really, I should have took it at face value, but I thought, well... I suppose I'd better get my job and being paid for it, so I went through, you know. I came through where the, where the chapel is. I went into the little, uh, like a dirt path that comes to the uh, cave, and I went in there, I thought, uh, and, I, uh, and I said very much out uh, loud, I said, oh, guides, I said, I'm sorry, friends, you were, you, you were right, but I did have to check. I turned around, and then there was the, like a, a feeling of a big rush behind me, you know, and it caught me off guard. It frightened me a little bit, so I turned, I turned around and said, what do you want? You know, what are you trying to prove here? I've always had a thing when I, uh, when I uh, say to my uh, to a spirit in general, if I'm not, sh if you're not showing me yourself, then why? What is the problem? Don't play games. If you don't want it, then you can go and do one. So I was being a bit spare with my words. The, the air was blue a little bit. Uh, and then this gentleman just uh, just sort of appeared uh, in uh, front of me. Uh, the way that he was dressed would have been either the very early 1800 or just into the Queen Vic period. And I said, what the hell was that for? And he just come running at me again. And I thought, oh, do you know what? I can do without this. And I said, I don't know what your plan is. So I turned around and I walked off. And the, the urge for me to run was so over overwhelming, I had to fight it. You know, the fight flight. I thought, no, I'm not going to give him the benefit of the of the doubt. Once more, I made rude gestures and carried on and went back over towards the group. But it did unnerve me at the very beginning because I wasn't expecting it. Did you see him physically? I saw him physically when he well in a in a clairvoyant way. Yeah, I have objective clairvoyance. So even though I'm seeing it with clairvoyance, not my physical eye, because it was dark. And there he is, black and white suit. You know, like a, a dark suit. He wasn't wearing a tie. A dark suit. The actual shirt is sort of either a very heavy cloth type of thing. When you got there, when yeah, you got the heavy yeah. outdoor jacket, and he just made a beeline for me. I said, "Oh, what the hell's this for? Why?" I said. Are you trying to say you're trying to scare people or whatever, but they're not here? So are you turned up late? You know, you just thought, here I am. Oh, they've all gone. Where have they gone? Uh, and then he was embarrassed afterwards. Yes. And so I did. just went upstairs and, and got on with things. It's strange. It's kind of, you, you try to think back of the big things that have happened over the years. And there's been, there's been some real strange stuff mm. happen. There's probably countless stories that I forgot now or... And, I, and often I'll come back onto an event and people will say, oh, do you remember this or do you remember that? And I'll say, oh, actually, yeah, yeah, I yeah. kind of remember now. But yeah. um, I, th I think what stands out to me it, it, at Woodchester Mansion and when we do a pre-talk, we always say to people, if you see something and you're scared or something's happening and you're scared, put the torch on. And it will ground you, things will stop, you'll break the energy and you'll be fine. So we were on a mediumship walk around with the medium and the medium said, don't like this, I don't like the energy here, this is bizarre. So I feel that there's somebody coming in from outside. As, as he said that, there was footsteps, a feeling that somebody was walking in, you could hear a noise. 
and then a gentleman turned his torch on there was a figure there a black figure and the gentleman saw this and he just screamed and he screamed and screamed and then the figure disappeared there was myself and there was about 15 others who saw this the other people behind us couldn't see it and the guy was absolutely petrified and and, and i'll be honest with you it shook me up because when i looked at the gentleman's face it was pure fear yeah it was not it, he was literally shocked white petrified and i just thought you know i thought this was fantastic but yeah. But the fact of the matter is, even after turning yeah. on the light, this physical manifestation still stopped there. Still stayed there. The strange thing about it was, it wasn't. It was a full manifestation, but it was all black, and it was a black male figure. Seemingly, it had wings, like an angel. Since that day, I've really questioned how that manifested, why that manifested, in that particular way, and and it does make me wonder how much of the human brain. Is actually involved in yeah, when something yeah. manifestation uh, when something manifests. We've heard of how poltergeist activity could be linked with, with puberty and teenage. But then again, do you know, it was so, it was interesting because as we went into the chapel, the medium actually said, "I feel that there's like an angelic presence." Now, did that trigger something off? Did yeah, that trigger? Have, well, yeah, you've got to think because it's psychological. But you know, for every, for a good amount of people to see it, then was it mass uh, hallucination or? I mean, to me, I, I mean, I saw the figure, and and to me, it was as real. It, it, yeah. He was stood in a particular way that I couldn't see the gentleman's wife who turned the torch on. So it was block. It was physical. Yeah, yeah. It was. It, it was so bizarre, and it, and it, I half expected it to disappear, but it didn't. I kind of questioned though, because I, I'm always open to how yeah. manifestation works and whether that was a manifestation of what was intended or expected, or was it something else where was spirit or energy appearing to our expectations i think that's one of the weirdest things yeah. that have ever happened to me yeah remember remember the time we used to get loads and loads of flashes really bright illuminations that we thought they were somebody's camera flash didn't we in the pockets yeah i think i experienced that at the barbican in, yeah it was Warwick. loads yeah yeah well, remember that again in the chapel in the galleries of justice we made that block into his pockets didn't Ye we that that was incredible uh, what we're talking about here is not just random flashes this was very very different and what happened it was a crowd of around 20 25 and we were all squashed into this small chapel area obviously we're we're telling you how good the chapel area is today yeah. but we were stood in there ian was i said to ian i said i said to the crowd everybody lights off and ian was just about to talk if i mm. remember yeah and suddenly there was a exactly that kind of noise was something popping and there was a light that shot up from a person's head roughly head height and it went about three four feet yeah, up easily to the top of the chapel and it flashed and it was like a ball of light flashing the lights all went on everybody didn't know what it was i think half the people thought it was somebody messing around we yeah. thought it was somebody yeah. messing around so we talked to the gentleman who stood there and we thought he'd, he'd got a digital camera yeah. and, and was flashing it that's what it looked like yeah, put it on like a like a multiburst. It was like a multiburst, and the sound as well. P -p 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 yeah, was strange, but um, he had nothing, did he? I mean, nope, he'd literally had his army, a thick army jacket yeah. on, and nothing else with yeah, him. That's it, and, and, and like I say, you know, with that and that bright, that they just light up the whole area like it's daytime, don't they? And then they're like sheets, you know, I mean, like a like a sheet lightning type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you get flashes of light, and 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 I think the ch church, uh, the chapel one, 
seemed very different because yeah. it physically created a ball. It did. My background of investigating UFOs and earth lights and, and those sort of things. Earth lights are when you have a, a big buildup of quartz in a particular area yeah. in the ground, which the chapel is essentially has got quartz in there. When that's crushed together or pushed together, it can hold static electricity. And then yeah. that static electricity yeah. during earthquakes is often given off and people see these balls of light. Yeah. It reminded me of that, but who's to say it wasn't something spirit? I mean, I don't think any spirit told you it was them, did no, it? No, no. Um, I think it could have been uh, energy dissipation. You know, That's what I think, um, yeah. it's, it's like that because it also builds up. It's got to go somewhere, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's got to dissipate in somehow. Or maybe it was just done to say well look we're here so talking of manifestation I, I was at St Breville's and we was in this room which was previously an old chapel we were sat in the middle of the room and as we were sat there we had a little electric tea light mm. and as we were sat there a lady said look at that it's getting misty and we looked at this tea light and it was in fact it looked like mist swirling around yeah building up it's quite conical and it was swirling round, and then it started evaporating, and then a very strong burning smell. So I then went downstairs, and directly underneath us was the green room where everybody met. And indeed, actually, what had happened is the electric lights had set on fire. Oh, so that's where the mist was. So that, yeah. Oh, bloody hell. So when, the reason why I tell you that is observation. We could have all sat there and been overcome with carbon dioxide fumes. Yeah. The first thing I did was let's rule it out you yeah. know because i'm yeah. looking at this physical mist swirling in front of me and i could smell burning so just because i'm in a paranormal situation doesn't mean that That's it is paranormal, paranormal. Yeah. so therefore yeah. i took the route to right i'm going to go downstairs and find out what's happening and it was a fluorescent light yeah. that had burnt out remember that location we did for one of our first ghost hunt workshops oh the clumber park clumber park yeah yeah, yeah, remember, yeah remember in there i was upstairs with four or five people and you were downstairs in the cellar with the other group uh, from my angle we saw like a very light blue grey no very dull level we and we saw the, the bathroom door open but we only saw it because the door to the stairs was open and there's a glass there so we could see it reflected in the glass the light and bear in mind we were all looking down the stairs and seeing this and we could see it moving and then the toilet door opened followed by you running upstairs say have you been down here have you been down here i said no martin we've been up here and you were hearing footsteps above you in the cellar and we were seeing one side of it and you were hearing the other. It was one of those situations where, because we were running an event, yeah. and it was a mediumship event, we heard footsteps, physical footsteps, and it triggered me so much that I thought somebody was in distress. Yeah. So that's why I said to everybody, I said, oh, somebody's come down or somebody's moving around, so there must be something wrong. So as I ran up, that's why I, I always remember I ran up and I'm sure there was a door slam or a door something and then I had to go through that door and I and I said, oh, have you have you been walking around? And everybody said, no, have you been walking around? And it was kind of, no, no, we haven't. Yeah. But it was a weird venue. It was a weird venue in that we were sat upstairs, we were surrounded by trees, and then the lights were coming on mm. and the kitchen lights while you was in the cellar were being switched on and switched off. Yeah. And yet when we went down there, the lights were definitely not switched on and switched off. So there was... 
It was weird lights all night yeah. that night. Because we were hearing footsteps, thinking it was you coming back down downstairs, yeah, and yeah. we and we didn't leave the cellar. We just thought, oh, it's Martin's group moving around. Yeah, and, and we didn't move. We didn't yeah. move at all. And um, it was a and weird that thing. kitchen, that kitchen, which was directly above the cellar, we had footsteps going backwards and forwards and backwards. Yeah. And it was a generally weird, weird venue. And it also reminded that we do another venue at uh, Castleton as well. That night, myself and Ian decided to... Ian stayed in one part, uh, one of the wings, and I stayed in the other wing, wing and we thought, we're, we're probably a floor and something... Yeah, I was upstairs to the right, you were downstairs. Yeah, so I was on the bottom floor, Ian was at the top floor, we were about 30 feet away from each other. And the next morning at breakfast, we both had exactly the same experience, where we'd heard footsteps, walking around... We'd heard um, a sound of like a party. Yeah, like a just a humdrum, you know, of continue. It went on for about an hour. Fell Easily an hour. I think I think it was a good hour and a bit. By the time I, it kind of coincided, yeah. And it, and it just literally sounded like somebody. It sounded like one of the rooms between us both was having a party, and there was people meeting and chatting yeah. and and talking. And it was uh, a really strange venue. Actually. It, was. It, was, it was. It was. It was right. So I just couldn't believe that. I thought. Because normally I, I can fall asleep. If I'm tired, I fall asleep quick. And I just couldn't sleep. Okay, you know? since since it's um, Halloween, do you, do you feel that there's more activity at Halloween? I think there's an expectation. You know, I uh, I did a, a, I wouldn't say a thesis on it, but uh, I did a questionnaire. I took it around to uh, groups. I was very fortunate to be at the same same location on three nights in a row. So I compared, you know, the actual act, the actual activity was it more when more men in one group than women? Did that play a part? Um, was it? You know, I did. I checked the weather. I checked if it was a full moon. If it wasn't a full moon, um, and I I did all of these just to see if that had a bearing. And what it come down to was expectation. If anything, the Halloween night was quieter than the than the day leading up to it and the day after it. I'd agree with you because I I've done. I've done 17 Halloween night and Halloween night it has never been more active it's no. never been we've never been able to say oh yeah Halloween is definitely more active it's not been that it be been more active and and the reason is is nothing really changes unless mentally yeah. you change it where if you are somebody who is pagan or wiccan then you know you are told that the the veils are thinner and that the lines between uh, life and death are, are thinner and, and mixed together that's not to say that the spirit world or the or spirit as a whole thinks oh tonight's party time we're, yeah. we're going to do more because you are still driven by the psychologies of the group that we talked about before you're still driven by the night itself distractions somebody turning up 15 minutes late whatever you know it still happens so you can you cannot go on astrological because we've we've checked astrologically yeah. whether there's more activity on a full moon there's been no correlation whatsoever all i can say is about ghost hunting as a whole is go along you never know what's going to happen. That's it, you don't. You know, there's always a mix of people. I find the venue, if it looks old, generally alters the perception of the night. You know? Yeah, I mean, we used to have a fantastic venue called Devonport House in Greenwich. It was built on a old sailor's graveyard. I don't want to say a Native American's one. Yeah, Native American. It was built on a Native American graveyard. <laughs> and it was a fantastic building. It was in the old Greenwich building. And yet, when you walked in... It had been so modernised, it had been plastered, it had fluorescent lights, it was a dead night. There could have been activity there, mm. but because of its surroundings, and, and there was another venue similar to it called Plesley Vale, 
which was one of the most uh, de degraded uh, cotton mills in the country. Yeah. And yet, because it, it had all been kitted out, it had been plastered and fluorescent lighted and looked very corporate, Yeah. we really struggled to have any experiences there. That's it, yeah. It was. I mean, there was just the, the ground floor that was untouched that we had the most of. And that's, again, psychological, because people weren't yeah. open to the idea. They were dismissive. That starts people talking. Instead of being observational, and probably experiencing things at these places. Yeah, yeah. So anywhere can have experience. That's why people have experiences in the home because they suddenly, I don't know, turn off the television, put down the mobile phone, and then they're suddenly aware that there is activity in there. Yes, yeah, that's it. Um, if you have animals at home, just watch them. You know, especially later on, well, any time. But you know, it might be that you've got a dog or a cat, and suddenly at a certain time it goes to sit in a certain spot, and you know, particularly a dog anyway. And look at I've look at one point in the uh, on the uh, wall, or sit down looking up the uh, stairs. You know, there's all those reports where you think suddenly what the cat's looking at. They're just staring into space and they don't blink you know you put your hand in front of them and they move their head because they want to keep on looking at what they're seeing and you're thinking i can't see anything so what's there what 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 are the animals seeing or, or even children yeah or even children you know listen to the children what they say they see or definitely don't certainly from experience we i've not pushed it with my two children and told them about what ghosts are or, or anything yeah. like that but it's interesting to see what experiences they have how that coincided with what I discovered the history was. Don't push your children, but just be observant. And I think this whole podcast really has been about observing ghosts and observing the paranormal and observing yeah. energy, being able to rule it out. And that's, I suppose, the essence of Ascentia too, is, is about being scientific, about being observational. So, right, I think we'll leave it there. That's a wrap. I think you. I hope you enjoyed the Halloween podcast. And uh, if you've got any questions or would like to tell us any subjects that you would like us to cover, please do email us or drop us a, a mailer on the uh, on the Facebook. So thank you very much. Thank you.